Hey, I, I hope that today has been inspirational for y'all so far because it has been for me seeing these kids get baptized and all that God has been doing in our now gym. But I want to let y'all in on a little bit of a secret uh, today, and that is that none of this happens. None, none of the life change or none of what's going on over here with camp happens without the amazing leaders that we have in the now gym. So can we just celebrate our leaders really fast? Come on. They're incredible. And today what we want to do is we want to show you a snapshot, just a small picture of what can happen when one person says yes to serving in the now gen and the life change that can multiply from that. And to do that, we're going to talk to a few of our amazing leaders that we have at Wake and their names. Maybe you've seen them. Maybe you have it. If you haven't, they're amazing. If you have, you know that they're amazing. I want to welcome up Jason and Denise Moore. Come on up. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Y'all uh, got here nice and early. You got some, some coffee, so that's good. But you're looking good. You're looking good. Thank you. So are you. It always, you always got that beard game just so strong. It takes work. It takes yeah, work. one day maybe I'll be a man and can grow a beard like you. He's I like don't Chuck know. Norris. There's a there's a fist under there. So. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> did um so so Jason, I had my first question for you, and we're just gonna cut right to the chase. But how did you get involved in serving with the, the now gen with students and kids and all that? Yeah, so I think if you would have asked me to be a leader, I would have said, "Oh, thank you so much. That's a very <laughs> generous offer. Bless your heart." But here's the thing. We're busy. Denise works. I work. We've got three kids in sports. So there's a lot of weekends. I don't even see her. We're on different sports fields. And then we've got practice during the week. So I can't do it. But here's the thing. God is good. And he figured out something. So I was driving my son here to Wake. I think it was the second time. It's 15 minutes each way. So in between, I had about an hour at home. So the second night I was here, pouring rain, dropping off my son. Jason Howard, one of the guys on staff at the time, is out there in this rain jacket just being pelted with water. <laughs> I rolled down my window just a little bit because I didn't want it to get wet inside the truck. And I said, <laughs> hey, you need some help? And he said, yes, please. So I parked the truck and I came inside. And then, gosh, after seeing what happens in this room on Wednesday night, I mean, a few weeks later, I'm stepping into leadership. And the first night that I, that I did that... They told me, hey, you're going to be leading with this awesome young man. He just graduated Cambridge High School. He came through the program. And for some crazy reason, this guy drives back from Kennesaw State University every Wednesday night to serve. And that's the night I met Sean Curry. <laughs> what a champion. We, 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 now we've served together for uh, going on seven years. So uh, I got him hooked. He's not allowed to leave. I have him contract in writing. So. So, I mean, and, and what age groups have you worked with and, like, how has that affected how you've led your, you know, your, your family, your, your wife? How has that affected your relationship with Jesus? Just, yeah, what age, what age group have you worked so, with? So, yeah, so I started ninth grade, and then we kind of went up through 12th grade. Yeah. And then started over, so now uh, still leading with Sean. So we started sixth grade. We've got rising eighth graders this Come year. Come on! Ow! Let's go! That's awesome. And Denise, tell us, so how did you, how did you get started to serve with the Now Gen? Well, uh, really, it was through Camp Kid Zoo. Arrowhead used to be called Kid Zoo. Yeah. And with better, the, better branding now, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, so um, our daughters were in kindergarten and second grade, and they attended and fell in love with the counselors. And I remember picking them up, and they'd say, Mom, we want to have them over for sleepovers. And I'd say, girls, they're 16 and 17. They don't want to have sleepovers with you. (laughs) And then the counselors approached me and said, Miss Denise, we do want to have sleepovers at your house. (laughs) And so they would come over and have dinners, and that turned into these relationships where these girls became like daughters to me and um, asked me to come lead their small group. So I started leading in 11th grade, 11th and 12th grade. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and, and so, Jason, how, how, how did you, how does serving in the now gen, obviously you've been serving every single week. How has that, how has that affected your relationship with Jesus? So you've been pouring out. So ha- has, has anything happened for you in your walk with Jesus? Yeah, so good question. I mean, we just covered this with James. We've got to be more than readers of the word. We, we've got to be doers of the word. And That's so good. this is really the key for me. And, um, and it was hard to step in at first because I, I'm not a Bible scholar or a theologian and you know I'm going into ninth grade and some of these students are I I think you know some of the students in our group they know more they knew more in high school than I think I'll ever know so it was a little intimidating but it was awesome because I got to learn and grow with them like they were sharing apps on the phone ask pastor John podcasts books that they're reading all this stuff and and here's the thing I don't know if you feel this too but just you know driving around Milton and Alpharetta, you look at these beautiful homes and these manicured lawns, and I'm just so tempted. I, I just, I'm like, man, I wish it, I had it together like those people. Like, they, they don't have the same yeah. challenges that I have. And with the now gen, you see that there's brokenness in the homes around us. Like, we're on the front lines of that. There's suicidal thoughts, there's anxiety, there's broken marriages, there's, you know, students losing parents. And so, for me, I get to step in and add perspective to that, right? Because I I know my high school years were tough. I just don't remember them. It was a long time ago. So I can pray with them and say, hey, give this to Jesus. He will take your burdens. And guess what? You guys are going to be in college. It's going to be amazing. And then after that, you know, engagement and marriage and family. So I pray for them, and then they pray for me. And we've just developed this brotherhood. And I still get to see those guys and hang out. It's just awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. And Denise, how about you? How is this, how has serving the now gen affected your relationship with Jesus? I mean, it's changed my life. It's changed my relationship with Jesus. It's so much richer. Uh, one of the coolest experience I had when my girls were in 11th grade was going to Guatemala and um, just seeing Zone 18 and um, the kids that we brought. I, I was a, a leader, one of many leaders that went and 45 students um, from ninth grade to 12th grade. And we come, you don't realize how affluent this area is until you meet precious children who are sleeping on dirt floors and the roofs of their homes are tin with cinder blocks holding that down. And a lot of our kids came in from this affluence with anxiety, some of them battling depression, coming from brokenness at home, divorced families, addiction in their homes. And they watch these kids that go to bed hungry many nights, um, filled with the joy of Jesus. So I think that brought me so much closer to Jesus, watching these kids get healed through God's mercy and grace. And it also taught me so much that anything that you can buy is not going to bring you joy, that um, that joy and peace that comes from Jesus Christ and those kids, it's, it's like I would teach them, they would teach me. God just 
makes this beautiful back and forth. That's incredible. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And so that, how has it come into your family? Has there been anything where you've served in the now gen and then obviously you've been here and it's affected your relationship with Jesus and the small group here, but then going back home, your marriage with your kids, like has saying yes to serving the now gen affected that at all? Oh, it's changed everything. I mean, we had some challenges in our marriage before and stuff like that. But once we started serving, like, it's like we're living on our honeymoon, right? Except, Perfect. you know, we've got work and we've got kids. and activities. Don't say you're joking. It's That's amazing. true. That's true. Perfection. What? No, I think, you know, Jesus said this. Anytime you step into life with him, it's going to be difficult. The thing about that, though, is now we have a much better structure, a stronger faith. We're in it together. And then we have this huge, amazing Stone Creek family that just rallies around us and prays and just gives us support and love. That's amazing. So if you're sitting out there and you're wondering, like I am, like what would you say to someone who has never served with kids or students or uh, anything like that before? What, would you, what kind of advice would you give to them? And this is kind of an all play for both of you, I guess. Yeah, I'd say you're missing out. Um, and I would ask you, like, how crowded do you want heaven to be? That's good. Because there are people that are honest and loving and good people that will not make it to heaven if we don't step into what God has for us and share him, right, uh, with these precious, precious kids. And these kids are bold, and they're not afraid to share him. I have seen kids meet Jesus even this past month. Someone who was a non-believer was invited by a friend, and parents don't believe in God. And she's getting baptized. Come on. Because a friend. Yeah. Come on, that's awesome. Awake. So cool. So that's what I would say. And I would say also prioritize Jesus before your kids' sports. And that's coming from a lacrosse mom, a basketball mom, a soccer mom. Uh, when my daughter, so Addie, good. yeah, she was in sixth grade and she was on a select travel soccer team, went to her coach and said, I'm going to miss every Wednesday practice because I'll be at church. And the parents weren't happy about that. And the coach took a step back and he's like, but you know what? You're good. I need you. So he's like, how about you show up on Tuesdays and practice with the boys? And God blessed her and made her even better than her teammates because she was practicing with boys on Tuesdays. So (laughs) I just think if you say yes to Jesus first, he will make a way for you. He will open another door. Don't put sports first because you know what you're not going to take to heaven your kids' sports. Wow. That's so good. Come Ooh. on, Denise. But you Ooh. will take to heaven. Let's go. The souls. Let's go. That met Jesus. Go ahead. Yeah, so I would say pray about it first. I mean, there's a season for everything, and I really had to challenge myself. But, you know, I'm the kind of person I'm easily distracted by the ways of this world. And, you know, here we go again with masks and vaccines. And I definitely have opinion on that kind of thing. But if I offer that, it throws up a wedge between me and my family, and me and my friends. And I grew up Baptist, and we said the Lord's Prayer, Catholic, it's the Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, come. thy will be done. You're going to get here. Right? (laughs) And we talked about this at Escape. The kingdom of heaven is here, and it's all around us. Jesus brought it 2,000 years ago, and more than half my life, I didn't really understand that. And so I would say if you're not seeing the kingdom of heaven in your day-to-day, in your week-to-week, and you're not feeling it, then this may be the thing for you. Come on. Um, it, it's amazing. And, and two quick stories from this summer. There's one family. 
husband and wife, they've got three small kids. They've got a fourth due in a week. And both of them were at the escape two weeks ago. So moms think eight months pregnant, sleeping on a mattress like this. I mean, these people just inspire and encourage us. And another family with the, uh, with the COVID situation, the economics, we had more kids than ever that wanted to go to escape but couldn't. And Sean put out the word and immediately people from all over our church were like, hey, I'll help, I'll help. But one family said, we wanna do more. And went to Sean and, and you said, what, 20? We need, we need 20 more. And they said, you know what, we've been praying about this, we're gonna do 50. More than a pastor could ask or imagine. It was yeah. amazing. Then Sean and his team went, got busy. They filled all those things. And then we had more kids at Escape than ever before. And those stories, I think we're starting to see some. You're seeing them here. They're going to echo into eternity. Yeah. And I get to call those families. We get to call those families friends. And we get to do life with them. And so can you. Yeah. That's so good. That's so Can we, can we just give it up for Jason and Denise and... Hey, there's, a there's a couple other leaders um, who have been a, a massive part of the, what God's done this summer that we want to invite up um, to, on stage to share a little bit of their perspective, a little bit of their story. So can you help us welcome to the stage uh, Tally Cheeseman and Carson Knopf. <laughs> or as, as he's known at camp, Knopfle Waffle. Come on. Cozy. Awesome. Snug. So <laughs> nice. This is how we are. We're what family. We're nice and close. That's good. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Carson, tell, tell me how you got involved serving the NowGen. Yeah. So I started getting involved in the NowGen when I was in the eighth grade. So I was 14. And if I'm honest, I did it to flirt with a girl. Uh, but don't yes. worry. Because that girl's my wife, and she now sits right there. Just kidding. Just kidding. That would be an amazing story, but that did not happen. Uh, not true. That would be really cool, but uh, no. Uh, but no, uh, even with questionable motives, God used an eighth grader. It was, uh, that's how I got started. That's awesome. That's awesome. Tal, how about you? Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy thinking back because I started um, in, like, the nursery hallway, and then just kind of I skipped over the pre-K because that was a little wild for me. and went from nursery. I went straight to... Um, kids do at the time and, and led for a few years and then stopped because students terrified me and I was a student but still like stopped like kind of serving in general um, and then in the last few years you know I was I was a protege so I, I didn't really have much of a choice but um, right. I, I fell in love with student ministry I fell in love with the students and just um, kind of approached everything with the attitude of saying yes and I'm so glad I said yes to now gen ministries that's awesome and Tally what's it been like being a leader in the now gen yeah, um, I, I was talking to some of my girls about this earlier. It's like, for me, leading the ninth grade girls, um, it's like having a bunch of little sisters, but only the good parts, you know? <laughs> like, I grew up with all brothers, but, like, I heard a lot of stories from my friends, and it's like, I just get to go to lunch with them. I get to do life with them. I get to randomly be like, hey, come grocery shopping with me. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kinsey. <laughs> um, just, like, randomly doing life together, and it really is, like, just having a bunch of, like, little sisters and also just friends, um, they're, they're so important to me, and they're, they're my favorite part of the week. Um, and just getting part, be a part of something like Wake is just insane. So, Carson, I've never seen a stage uh, with kids around it without you on it most of the time. Um, so tell me, you know, what, what's it like serving in kids' ministry now in camp ministry all summer? What's that been like? Uh, I definitely feel like I get a front row seat of what God is doing 
every single day. Uh, so I, I grew up at Wake, and now I'm with Camp Arrowhead and Stone Creek Kids. And both events, the escape and as camp ended, we walked away and we said, hey, there wasn't a day that God didn't answer a prayer. Wow. And the escape, like, we took days before and just to pray and pray and pray. And, like, we probably had, we had a long list of prayers and every single one God answered. And I know that's not the case all the time, but, like, God moved. And being, uh, being a part of the now, I feel like I just get a front row seat in everything God's doing mm-hmm. of, like, I, I don't have to wait till Sunday morning to see the, the clip show. I, like, I, like, I get to see <laughs> such good stuff, like, so going good. on and Jesus moving and the Holy Spirit being so present. It's so awesome. I love that. I love that. So uh, if you don't know, the statistic in church around America is that once students leave high school, most of them will step away from their faith and most of them will never return to their home church church. And that's not our case. That's not our church. And that's not a statistic that we hold up. We break that statistic here at Stone Creek. And so, uh, and these are two uh, prime examples of how that happens. And so I want to just ask you guys very, very tangibly, very honestly, like I'll start with you, Carson, what made you stay? What made you come back? Yeah. When you sent me this question, I was like, yeah, this is a tough question because this is something I had to wrestle with. Because I was like, am I the 30 year old that still wears their uh, letterman's jacket? Uh, (laughs) am, Am I that guy? Uh, but, but the, the answer I kind of landed with is no. Uh, and, and here's why. Of like, I believe that there's just such opportunity here. I believe there's a chance to worship. And it doesn't matter if you're with eight-year-olds. Like, that's still worship. It, we are royals. It's the exact same as living hope. Yeah. And it's just such a good opportunity to worship and to pour in because the questions these campers have are the same questions adults have. And so I just think there's so much rich opportunity and so many amazing chances to worship. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I love that. And Tally, how about you? What made you stay around? Yeah, so honestly, um, after high school, I tried to try to escape a little bit, um, <laughs> just because I, I was youngest of six, trying to find my own way, you know, um, didn't know where that would be. I went overseas for a while, went to other places, and every single time, no matter where I was or what stage of life I was in, I could always come back and feel like I was at home here. Yeah. Um, like growing up here, growing up in kids ministry, growing up in student ministry, um, no matter what, I was always I was always welcomed home with open arms. Um, someone was always wrapping their arms around me when I was walking through the door, or um, just helping me celebrate life and and being there to pray over me. And um, the moments I was away, like there was nothing I missed more. Um, my mom was stepping into full time ministry after high school, so like I I didn't have a house that I grew up in to go back to, but this was my house that I was going back to, and it really was like coming home to family. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And so if you if you were if you were to say like, hey. There's people out here right now who have not stepped in to serve the now gen. And obviously, you guys came back after high school, uh, probably because of some leaders that y'all, y'all came back here um, to, to serve and to see how they served you. And now you serve the, the now gen like they did. What would you say to people who have not stepped in to serve yet? Yeah. Um, so I think for me, the biggest thing would be um, that that God's going to equip you for it. Um, you don't have to feel like you're a certain amount of equipped. Um, I'm so grateful for my, my leaders. I mean, I had Denise, I had Leslie, I had Jackie and Abby and like so many incredible women that were leading me. But um, even now, like leading my girls, like when they're going through hard times and struggles, um, I often think like, what would Miss Denise do? Like, what would she say in this moment? And the honest truth is, I all I remember is like my, just her arms wrapped around me and just reminding me of my worth mm-hmm. and like, that's all you have to do. You just have to love, wow. on, love on these students and remind them who Jesus is, remind them who they are in Jesus and with Jesus. And it's because of leaders like Miss Denise that I know how to do that. Mm, I love that. Carson, what about you? 
Uh, the thing I would say to y'all is just make an investment. Uh, my generation, the now Gen Z, Gen Z, whatever you want to call us, we have a lot of voices. We are flooded with voices on social media, at school. Everyone's got a voice and everyone wants to share it. But we have so little investment. And we love talking about multiplication in the church context of like Acts, they were multiplied. But by basic math, you cannot multiply zero. And so we need just someone, like invest and change that zero to one because we need leaders in our so life. Good. We're getting leadership from Instagram stories and we're le learning theology from TikTok. Like, <laughs> we need leaders, all right? <laughs> and uh, like the greatest, like I, the reason I'm up here and the reason why I'm so passionate about investment is because I was invested. And I wouldn't be here on the stage if it wasn't for people like Jason and Sean and Jordan who just invested in me. So just make an investment, I promise. Like, it will pay off, yeah. and we just, we need you guys. Mm. I love that. I love that. And Jason, Denise, I don't know if you've heard the words that they just said, but they said the reason that they're back here is because you guys, like, I've, you guys led them. You guys led them at, in their small group, and you taught them what it meant to follow Jesus, and you taught them the value of leading uh, people. So for, for those of you who don't know, in high school, Jason was Carson's small group leader, and, and Denise was Tally's small group leader, and now they're back here, and, and they're serving. And what, what, we kinda, what I kind of want to do in just these coming minutes is we want to show you what happens when one leader says yes to serving the now gen, because it, it might seem in moments, and I'll tell you, like serving high High schoolers and then serving middle schoolers, like there's weeks you'll walk away going, I'm not making an impact. I'm not making a difference. Nothing's happening. These kids hate me and I, I, my, my worth is useless, right? You'll, you'll definitely walk away. You'll have those weeks. But when you step back and look at the way that Jesus uses a simple yes, a simple yes to serve the now gen and, and equips you like you guys are talking about to do it, the, the, the multiplication that can happen for the, bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth and crowding heaven, like Denise said, is, is insane. And so Jason, Denise, I just, I just want to take a moment to say thank you to you guys, um, but I want to show you guys uh, maybe just a little bit that, that you can't see of how you've affected this church and how you've affected the kingdom of God. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of show you um, maybe just like a, a life tree was what we'll call it of what's happened just because you've said yes to serving the now gen a few years ago. Yeah, so Denise, I mean, you've been investing heavily. The reason that you guys showed up at, at, at our church is because of camp. So, you know, that's super near and dear to my heart. I love that, that you guys just said yes first to camp, and then you said yes to the now gen, and you said yes to serving, and then you said yes to investing in Tally. And you spent your time and your effort and your life and you opened your home and you sat at dinner and you probably sat on the phone late at night and you probably had late night text messages and there's probably lots of tears and lots of laughter. But all of that investment led Tally to then invest in the ninth grade girls. Yeah, and if you're a ninth grade girl, could you just stand up for us right now? If you're a rising ninth grade girl and, and for the rest, come on. And, and for the rest of this time, if you fit into a category, could you just stand up for us so we can show them how incredible their investment has been? Stay standing. Stay standing. No, no, no. Yes. You're not sitting Ninth down graders, for a while. Stand up. You got, you, your legs are going to be nice and strong by the end of this. That's so. big girls. Go ahead. Um, and then what's crazy is, so Tally, uh, in your small group, uh, you also have Addie and, and, and Regan, right? You have, no, you don't. So, oh, sorry. One of the small group girls that we have at Wake is Addie and Reagan, and they are um, the Morse kids. And so we have this incredible example of how our small groups are now investing even further because guess what? 
they are at Camp Arrowhead. Yeah. And so we, if we have this amazing example, and they're also investing in Stone Creek Kids, and they're investing in our church every week. And so we have this incredible example. So if you are in anywhere up there, also if you are a more child, if you could just stand up right now, and we're going to keep this going. And Jason... Jason, it doesn't, it doesn't stop, stop with Denise. You also have said yes to serving. And uh, you led guys in high school for, for four years like Carson Knopf. And uh, Carson has obviously come back, and he has been the director of Camp Arrowhead. And, uh, man, the, the multiplication that's happened because of the way that you've poured into his life. And the yes that he said um, because of the way he understands, he, he, it's, it's crazy. Like, these camp counselors are all standing because of the investment you poured into Carson and now he understands Jesus. And it doesn't stop with that because these camp counselors have poured into every single one of these campers. Campers, could you just stand up for me for a second? If you're a camper, if you're a camper, 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 just go ahead and stand stand up. up for us. Because you said yes to serve the now gen. They are equipped and now these people know Jesus. And it doesn't stop with them because the campers go home every day and they don't leave Jesus here. They're proud to proclaim the name of Jesus and they bring it home to their family. So if you're a family of any camper, would you stand up for us? And, and here's what I love that you guys. <laughs> You guys didn't just do it once. You, you looked at this and you saw this. This is literally, we talk about the kingdom of heaven on earth. This is it. This is what it looks like. And this is what we're going to see every single one of these people in heaven one day because you guys said yes to serve the now gen. Um, and you're doing it again. You're now serving back with middle school girls and they're going into seventh grade. And you're serving with middle school guys and they're going into eighth grade. And you're doing it again because you've seen the impact. And, and, and this, is, this is what heaven looks like. And this is why I love my job. This is why I love this church because this is the now generation. This is what we do. This is why we believe that this is the generation of today. This is the church of today because we have leaders like this who step into the gap. And just so you know, this is only one of many life change trees that we have here at this church. We could pull leader after leader after leader all through Camp Arrowhead and all through Wake uh, uh, up here to, to, to walk down the multiplication that would happen. And you would see hundreds on hundreds on hundreds of people's lives are changed because of one yes to stand up for the now gen. So can we just celebrate that one more time tonight? And what's crazy is if you go way, way back, if you're, if you go way, way back, it, it was the Moors that were investing, but it was also so many of our leaders who invested in the kids. And if you go all the way back, they were investing from the youngest ages. Yeah. And so what's amazing is all the way from birth all the way to 12th grade, all the way past into college, even after they get out of, out of high school, you're still texting them, you're still talking to them. Yeah. And so we're grateful for the investment all the way from Stone Creek Kids, through Wake, through Camp Arrowhead, and we're grateful yeah. for every single one of you who are currently volunteering, we're grateful for those of you who are getting ready to. Yeah, come on. Thank you. Hey, what a, what a great pick. Hey, y'all stay standing for just a second. If you're up, just a second. Just look around. What a great picture of a guy who says yes through a rainy window and the impact that it's had on generations. And we cannot lose the image of what this means to be disciples that make 
disciples. You can sit down now. Listen, I just want to be really clear. What, what a holy moment we have. Let me ask you a question. You got to see what Jason and Denise's life change tree looks like. We got to see it visually in the lives of people who were standing up, the lives of people who were changed, they were transformed. Let me ask you a question. What does your life change tree look like? Like, what does your life change tree look like? If this were you and you were sitting up here and we were asking you questions and people began to stand up, like who, who would be standing because of your life? For many of you, there's a lot, right? Many of you serve and we're so grateful, but I believe that we stand at a crossroads just in the spiritual life of our country and in the life of our church. And that God's looking and he's saying like, who, who will go for us? In Isaiah chapter six, I love it when Isaiah, God comes to Isaiah and, he's, and he hears the voice of the Lord and he says, who, who will I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Like here am I, send me. And our desire, I mean, our dream for a church is that we be disciples that make disciples. And, and I hope what you've been able to see tonight is just the powerhouse of gospel movement that happens when you have ministries that are aligned around a common vision, that our kids' ministry is aligned with our student ministry. We have over 80 counselors who are here every single week leading our kids, and all of them are in, the student, in our student ministry. And it just gives us this ability to exponentially multiply what God has given to us. Man, I, I think back to, uh, to a story of a, of a guy named Caden Dolmich. Some of you guys may know Caden. You know, Caden was a kid when he started coming here, much like Carson and Tally. And Caden was in our kids' ministry and had some of you led him in kids' ministry. And then he goes into high school. And when, he, when he's in high school, I was one of the leaders of his group, along with Joy McLaughlin, who's now our campus pastor, down at our Elevate City campus. And we led those clowns for four years. And it was amazing. And it was an amazing experience. And then Caden went to college and Caden just came back and was part of our leadership development program where he got to be around us for a year. As a matter of fact, on July the 4th, Caden was one who taught the message. And then now Caden just last week is joining our staff team so that he can continue to grow and continue to be developed and continue to be equipped. And there's gonna be a day when someone like Caden who's come through our ministry, many people like Caden, many of you will stand on a stage like this and lead our kids and our grandkids and their kids. And this is the dream and the vision that we have for a church. Right now, there's some volunteers holding babies. They're not just holding babies, they're investing in the next generation, the now generation from pre-K to grades one through five. And, and at this crossroads, man, God's not looking for a church that will just offer entertainment, but will equip people to change the world. Yeah, come on. Because here's what I know about Jason and Denise. When these kids get married, when Carson gets married, you know who he's calling to invite to sit at the banquet table with him at the head? He's calling Jason and Denise. And then when Jason and Denise, at the end of time and eternity, when they're sitting around the, the banquet table with Jesus, they're going to be doing what? Telling stories with people like Carson. So let me ask you, what about you? What, what about you? Don't miss this opportunity. I love what Denise said about sports. and I don't want to repeat it because I'll get in trouble. <laughs> but I do think that we need to, it's, it's time for us to understand what our priorities are in life. 
and what we want to really leave behind. So here's the challenge. You know, right there in your seat, there's a, a card. Just what area are you interested in serving? Hey, if you're not serving now, let, let me just tell you something. As we get back into the fall, we, it, things are different now. We got to be invested to make a difference. And so we need 15 leaders in our student ministry. We need 52 in our kids' ministry. 15 leaders, 15 adults that would say, I'll stand up for the now generation. We need 15 in students. We need 52 in our children's ministry, in our kids' ministry. And so I'm just going to encourage you. I'm going to challenge you. If I could command you, I would. <laughs> Fill out this card today. Listen, you're not committing to volunteer. You're not giving away your right arm, your firstborn, unless you need to, or blood, right? You're just saying, I want to have a conversation. Just saying, fill out the card. Just have a conversation. So that's what I'm going to ask of you today is to fill out this card. The second thing I want to ask of you is to respond when you're contacted. Respond when contacted because sometimes it's easy in the moment. And, I, and I'll just acknowledge this in the emotion of the moment when you see kids get baptized and eternities change and lives transform and families healed. Like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. And Monday rolls around like, I don't remember filling that card out. And so I just want to challenge you, just respond when you're contacted. If it's an email, you may, your re response may be, I got caught up in the moment, I'm not interested. That's terrible, but it's okay. <laughs> but listen, we're looking at, we need 70 people, 70 adults to stand up for the now generation. We want you to be that one. We want you to be that one. Asking you, fill out the card, have a conversation, respond. And you may not know what area, totally understand that's totally fine we'll, we'll help you with that and help navigate you to the right place so that you can have a life change tree that looks similar to something like this good